We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Anthony Rose, a couple things I want to discuss with you. Number one. What up, Dell? Aaron Rodgers signs this deal. Highest paid quarterback, millions of dollars guaranteed, something like a $60, $80 million signing bonus. Imagine just putting ink to paper and getting $80 million. There's very little that could be in that contract that would make me not sign it. But then, (laughs) Devontae Adams goes to play with his college quarterback in Los Angeles. And then Vontez Scantling signs with the Chiefs. Wasn't one of Aaron Rodgers' main concerns that he didn't have enough weapons around him? It seems like he's losing the weapons that he had. What's going on? Well, it seems like he can buy a lot more weapons. (laughs) It's just that he can't buy wide receivers. And the one thing about the Packers going 13-3 and the last couple of seasons, it highlights the greatness of Aaron Rodgers and how well of a job Matt LaFleur has done in growing that squad. But what you just said to me doesn't get them closer to winning the NFC. Mm. And as Tom Brady returns and as so many quarterbacks seemingly has defected from the NFC to the AFC. Russell Wilson comes to mind. Matt Ryan. It's been a couple of more. It seems like the path for the Green Bay Packers is actually still paid for them in a lot of ways based on the division that they play in. Is that the you and I joke about this a lot, but they're going to get two wins against the Lions. Done. Two wins against the Bears Done. and one win against the Vikings every year. Seven. That's seven. They haven't even they haven't even gotten the training camp yet. They got seven wins. You see what I mean? And so, so listen, you go five and five in the other ten games, and then you're twelve and you're twelve and five. You're good. And and and, and that's been a recipe. But what I but I will say this. I'm enjoying the fiscal boom that's happening in the NFL, and let me teach everyone why. You're going to see the dollars that Devontae and Tyreek Hill have garnered this summer and wonder where that windfall in the NFL has come from. I'm going to tell you. What has happened in professional sports, Jacoby, is in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, when people were buying teams, they weren't necessarily corporations or billionaires. Mm. You see what I mean? Like, look at the Bus family. Dr. Yeah, we're Jerry watching Bus. Winning Time. I'm watching Winning Time right now. You watching Winning Time? You got to catch up. I am. I am. Now, just think about this. He needed a loan from his wife. Basically, to complete the deal to purchase the team. He didn't Just have the money. Think about that for a second. He didn't have the money. <laughs> he, he didn't even have the money. He represented that he had to the money. To buy the team. So now when you graduate professional sports 40 years later, Stephen Ross is a billionaire. He's one of the richest people walking the face of the earth. He ain't got no problem giving Tyreek Hill $150 million. Mm. It's a different game. 
It's a total different game. In, in the so, NFL, the salary cap is so different in the NFL than it is in other sports. You know what I mean? Like, you could be $60 million over the cap, and then you just tell your, your front office that, that they need to, like, do some things, and they shuffle some stuff around, move some money, cut a couple <laughs> players, and next thing you know, you're under the cap. It's just like, it, it, and the NBA is not like that. You know what I mean? And I enjoy seeing players get paid top dollar. But I will say this. As wide receivers start to get this kind of money, that's about to throw a lot of T's rosters and salary caps out of whack. Because usually you don't win the Super Bowl when your wide receiver is taking up 15% of your cap. Mm, mm. Now, that also applied for quarterbacks. So it's definitely going to apply for wide receivers. It's, you see what I'm saying? And look at this year's draft. Look at this year's draft that we just saw players perform in the NFL. How much money did you personally make off Jamar Chase? No, I mean, I don't bet big. You know what I mean? I've won a lot of bets, let's just say that. But I don't bet big because I don't ever, I don't ever, I don't ever want to lose something I can't lose. And I'm not going to act like Jamar Chases are in every draft. But what I will say, with proper scouting, you can find you a running back or a wide receiver mm-hmm. to be really productive. So if the Kansas City Chiefs are going to lose the Cheetah, of course that's a big loss. You add Juju Smith, they're going to continue to build on their roster. But give me the five picks. Give me the five picks, Jacoby. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll figure a way to replace a wide receiver. A great wide receiver. One of the best, if not the best in the game. But still, as you mentioned about the NFL salary cap and the dynamics of a team, how many things do a receiver need to go well for them to be happy? Oh, they need lot. to snap to happen. Notoriously the most unhappy position in, in football. <laughs> Correct. You already know what's about to happen if Tua don't get the ball to Tyreek well, Hill. Well, another thing is, is receivers can get wide open, but that doesn't mean that the quarterback's looking at them. You know what I mean? Like, they're going through their progressions, and sometimes he's wide open, you don't get the ball. And also, that don't mean, that don't mean the play's for you. It could be a run play. It could be to a secondary receiver. It could be to a tight end. So that suppresses their opportunity to be so very dominant. The most dominant wide receiver to ever play in the NFL is Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. He a guy to get you 150 yards and two touchdowns every game. In the first half. And so I love it for Miami. I'm not mad at it for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm happy to see big-time money getting thrown around in the NFL, a sport for so many years where I said that their guaranteed contracts are written on toilet paper. Well, let me say something. There are people, and I've heard it, in media and on the Internet that say that Tyreek Hill should never leave the Chiefs. He should never leave Patrick Mahomes. And Tyreek Hill himself said... You see a lot of money in front of yourself. He's already got a Super Bowl ring. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing if you haven't been to the mountaintop. You've been to the mountaintop, 
And I love Patrick Mahomes. I love playing for the Chiefs. I love Andy Reid drawing up plays and Eric Bieniemy getting me open and all the things that they do and the culture that we have. But guess what? They're not paying me $230 million, you know? That's right! Jalen, I love you and this show so much. This show is such a fab. It's woven into the fabric of who I am and what I do every day. But if someone pays me $230 million to do another show, I'm gone. Saying bye-bye. <laughs> well, Mr. Rose, we have some uh, news that I want to discuss with you. Um, are you interested in versus battles at all? A little bit. I'm probably bit. one of the people that are more interested in versus battles than the rest of my life. Like, versus battles, that, that's just, it's just the intersection of all the things that Jalen loves. Hip-hop exactly. and com competition, nostalgia, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, and we got, we got Onyx versus Cypress Hill coming up. This is an interesting, kind of like an eyebrow-raising uh, matchup to me. Now, the similarities are is they were both very popular, like right around the same time, like 1993, 94. Um, they... Uh, I would say that Cypress Hill has 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 had more longevity than Onyx did. Onyx was a group that was extremely popular for one album, but failed to recapture that success. Whereas Cypress Hills had some extended success throughout their careers, but two very different vibes. You know what I mean? What do you expect to see in Cypress Hill versus Onyx? And I have another layer to this this topic that we need to get to. So be brief. Well, first and foremost, both of these groups first albums were classic. Unique sounds too, very unique sounds. Onyx backup with Slam and all of that, classic. Mm. So bootleggers, much so, oof. I had, I had to have that in the Fab Five doc. And you had, a, you had a ball head. He's like us and everything. That's why you had a ball head, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So shout to Onyx and my guy Sticky Fingers. But I will say this, that Cypress Hill first album was stoned as the way of the walk. Oh, and yeah. here is something you can't understand, how I could just kill a man. Like, that was classic also. Various styles. Onyx is gonna be extremely hype, jumping around, chest Aggressive. Aggressive. hot energy, Tim boots unlaced. Dress very hot while they're indoors. Extra very, hoodie, very extra like jacket. Northeast verse California no vibes. Yeah. You cannot when you're watching the verses, pretend it is below zero in New York. Yeah. That's how they're gonna be. Yeah, dressed. be real might be in a chair for the whole verses. You know, <laughs> you might not even get up. <laughs> and then for the other side, here's what I want to know. How are they gonna get be real to go X amount of seconds, minutes, and hours of a day without smoking? No, oh, he'll be smoking. He'll be smoking. They don't care. They're gonna tell him not to smoke. Okay. Okay. He'll cool. be smoking. So, he'll so be smoking. okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Well, smoke Mr. champs. Rose. By the way, I know a lot of people throw it around. Shout to Snoop, the OG, and so many Wiz people. Khalifa Cypress Hill and, and Be Real yeah. are the smoke champs. Don't ever get it twisted for you youngsters. Don't. don't. Well, there's also this, Mr. Rose. They're teasing a potential record label versus record label versus. Now, this is when it gets a little extra. This is when I start getting concerned. This is when I start thinking, hold up, wait a minute. Now, you are 
there are people people pay millions of dollars for matchmakers you know what i mean that upper echelon of society you're single you're getting older people put up a lot of money for matchmakers and jalen rose is the versus matchmaker above all else there is no one else on the planet that puts more time and energy I'd say even Timberland and Swiss Beats don't put the time and energy that you do putting into versus <laughs> matchups together. But when you hear potential label matchups, what comes to mind? So, bittersweet, Jacoby. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because all they're basically doing is finding a way to engage Death Row Records and Bad, Bad Boy. Boy. Nah, see, I don't, that, you can't start there. That's all this is. You can't do all that. All this you is, can't is do that. Snoop and Diddy. That, that's all this is, you no, know. No, we right. can't do that. That's too big. That's too big. You know what I mean? The, right. I know. So instead, no. instead of getting, we can't, we can't get one bad boy artist because Notorious Big isn't here anymore. And we can't get one Death Row artist because Pop isn't here anymore. But Snoop and Puff are. And Snoop just acquired Death Row Records. Puff ain't gonna do a versus, versus uh, not gonna do a versus against another producer like a Jermaine Dupri. I don't mm. see a Dr. Dre doing a versus so how can you encompass all of those sounds and all of those songs without really having a head-to-head you go record label i'm not a fan of this no not a fan not a fan jalen oh the senior versus matchmaker is not a fan of record label engagement i'll tell why you why I'll, I'll tell you why because those artists would want to do a toe-to-toe a head-to-head on their own you see what I mean? Like if an artist from bad, and by the way, just because you were signed to a label, that don't mean your relationship ain't fractured. Yeah, Look back at the history of G-Dep, Black Rock, <laughs> Craig Mack, Man, Most likely it is. Mace, like all of those artists, the locks, all of those artists were estranged from Bad Boy Records. Well, Jalen, selfishly, you know what came to mind when I heard label versus label? Duck Down Records. Let's just get Duck Down. Let's get, give me, let me go small potatoes just to down, start. Yeah, give down, me like, just give me Duck down. down. Duck Down versus like Rap A Lot. You know what I mean? And duck Down, Duck Down versus No Limit. Let's just, let's just start with the appetizers. I just want to see duck, like Duck Down versus like Hit Squad. You know, wouldn't that be fun? That would be like Red that Man, Keith dope. Murray, so Dos you're gonna, you're gonna see like Bad Boy versus 
death the, roll. You hit it, you hit the nail on the head though. Bad boy, you really can't put bad boy in a label battle because it's gonna be Diddy playing a bunch of people's songs that ain't there. You know what I mean? Like you really can't do that. Like the that is one reason why the label thing doesn't necessarily work. And also, like you don't want to burn through all of those artists with one battle. Cause then it feels a little funny if you bring them back to do a different battle. You know what I mean? Cause it's only 20 songs. So how are you gonna take a label of one, two, three, four, five, whatever artists, and distill it all the way down into 20 songs? The artists won't be happy with that. Everybody's happy with the opportunity to do what they love and to get a big check. But I agree with you. It's not as fluid as yeah. having two artists go at it. It's not as clean. It's not as promotable. You don't really know what's going to happen. Um, Mr. Rose, a couple of things. I'm glad that the estate of Kobe Bryant and Nike have finally worked out some sort of a deal so those, that relationship can continue. That was some news that came across that made me happy, made me feel good. And there's something I want to talk to you about that we've discussed in this program. I'm thinking about getting a vasectomy, getting snip, 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 getting that, that haircut down low. Um, you are against it. I'm looking forward to it. We have some new scientific breakthroughs, Mr. Rose. Soon. What are they? Human trials have started for the male birth control pill. Should I, if it's approved, take the male birth control pill? So this is controversial. You have Very a lovely wife. You have three amazing kids. I'm against doing things that represent finality when you plan on living so very much longer. No, well, that's the, that's the vasectomy, but the, the pill isn't, isn't final. The pill is you can cycle off and then you're, you're good to go. You're back in business shooting up the club. Correct. So the first thing is that's why I don't believe you should get the vasectomy. You okay. never know the hand that life might deal you. Ace. And I don't want to purposely eliminate something that you never know what, what hand life may deal you. So mm -hmm. that's why I say no to you getting a vasectomy. As it relates to the pill, Public Enemy had a song one time. Can't trust it. I'm not doing it. And here's the thing. Can't this is what's so it. rude about me because my wife took the pill for a long time when we were early in our relationship. Can't and I trust remember she it. She would complain about the hormone, hormonal imbalance and like gaining weight and, and mood changes and all that. And I was like, man, that sounds like a lot. And now that now that now there's a chance that I can go through that, I'm like, oh no, I can't do that. I'm not making that kind of sacrifice. <laughs> You're uh -uh. not gonna be able to do it? Uh-uh. Not gonna be able to do it. Not gonna be able to do it. Uh, you, oh, you know, you know where I got this information, right? From her. From her. One time, um, <laughs> I went to the to the family like computer. We had this is like you know a while ago before everybody had a computer in their pocket. We had a computer on a desk like a, like a, you know in the old school, and and I put into the the search field. Me and my wife were living together. I put M in. And remember how it used to like fill out your, your like most recent searches? I put M in. It said male birth control. It like automatically filled it out. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like two thousand like nine. I was like, she's uh, like, you Joao? ain't knocking me up again. We good. Like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't before we even had I kids. I help you. She was tired of I'm taking the pill. I'm gonna help you help me. Help us. Yeah, she was tired <laughs> of taking the pill. So I was just like, damn, you really, you're really doing some research over here, aren't you? <laughs> she cracks me up. Drop um, the best. Uh, That's quick, hilarious. quick, quick conversation about the Easter conference, right? 
Uh, because of the win last night, um, the standings are as such at the top of the Eastern Conference. It is now Miami with a one-game lead on Milwaukee and a half a game behind those two are Philadelphia and Boston. Now, the Nets loom as a potential first-round matchup, a likely first-round matchup from one of those four teams. If you are one of those four teams, do you rest stars? Do you try to game the system so you end up in the three and the four spot? Or do you just go hard and you're going to have to win games and go through tough series, you're going to end up winning the championship? So let's just, it is what it is. It's not about a salary. It's all about reality. If you have one game at the end of the season to make a decision like you just said, and it's like the Sixers get to play against the Nets or they play against the Raptors, that's a one-game decision. I always think about the fact that well, just when you ask it won't for come something, down you to might that. get it. It won't come down to that because it's really about getting the three seed because you don't really know how the plan is going to play. So the one or the two are the ones that have, can potentially have a Nets matchup. And the three and the four do not have a Nets matchup, period. And so, and so for those teams that you just mentioned, the, the, the overarching idea of jockeying for position to avoid playing against the team. And so like the Nets are gonna be at a low part of the East, as well as the Raptors, for example. And so if you're one of those teams at the end of the year and it's the final game and you get a chance to decide if you're going to play against the Nets and rest players versus play against the Raptors. You can't, though. It won't come down to that is what I'm trying to explain. Because it's, it, you can, you're, it's either... How do I explain it? It's, it's, if you're in the one or the two spot, you're playing a play-in victor. If you're in the three or the four spot, you're playing the six or the five seed, guaranteed. You already know your matchup before the playing tournament even happens. So you don't have the power to decide whether or not you play the Nets or the Raptors like you used to before the play-in, but you do have the power to decide whether or not you know your matchup or you don't know your matchup if you're the three or the two seed. So either way, as you're jockeying for position at the top of the conference, you still see the Nets and you still see the Raptors, for example, as two teams that are gonna be a part of the six, seven, and eight situation. So you still gonna get an opportunity to decide if you wanna be a one or two seed because they only separated by one and a half games. So again, if you're one of those teams, you're still gonna get the opportunity to, to acknowledge do we want to sit on the second spot or do we want to punt on this game and fall to the third or fourth spot to avoid playing against the Nets, for example? I always have been the kind of person that if you're trying to avoid playing against a team, you're going to get what you asked for from the other team that you end up playing. You're showing a level of weakness to me. When you say, I'm gonna do everything I can to try to maneuver not to play somebody. You be the best version of yourself and let the chips fall where they may. That's what I would advise. And by the way, if you look at the personality of the teams, the Bucks and the Heat, they ain't ducking nobody. 
That's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna end up playing. You got. You're gonna have to beat good teams to win the championship. Whether it happens nobody. on Monday or on Tuesday, like it's gonna happen eventually. So might as well just do the it. The wild card. I'm gonna tell you the wild card. I'm old enough to remember when people were talking about breakup Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You remember mm-hmm. that? You remember those mm-hmm. years? Oh, that was this year. That was oh, months that was ago. This year. Just months ago. <laughs> That was this year. They're a wild card. Because they're the kind of team with their stout starting five and their defensive prowess and the way they've ascended since January 1st, they could easily be a team that finds itself in the Eastern Conference Finals. For sure. Oh, and now you're starting to – remember, you used to be shocked that they would come out of the East. And now, now, they, now they could easily be the they're team in the They're not winning finals. the East. They're they not could. winning the East. They They could. There's five teams. There's five teams that could win the East. There's five teams that I think that are, that are in contention to win the East, and I haven't. I've haven't been able to say that in, in maybe even my lifetime. I haven't been able to say that. Well, this is going to be a fun end of the regular season. Of course, the playoffs going to be fun as well. But we can't end the pod without hearing from the people. Don't forget, you call nine eight five eight zero Jalen. You leave us a voicemail. If you leave us a voicemail, we'll put it on the show, just like this. What's up, Jalen and Jacoby? This is Teddy from Dallas, Texas, by way of New York. Shout out to my late grandfather, Earl Grave. Uh, I love black role models. Jalen, keep on putting on for our people. Uh, quick question and then a quick follow-up question. Sorry, Jacoby. One, if you guys were to have a cookout draft, who would be your top five, respectively? And then two, this is a side question. Jacoby, why were you mean mugging in a photo with President Obama? Is that a soft move or a boss move? Get back to your boys. Go blue. Oh, shout out to Teddy. <laughs> shout out to Teddy. I can't, I can't, Great you know how call. I feel, you know how I feel about the cookout. I'm still, I'm still mad at the whole cookout situation. I'm still upset about this. I got, I got my, my cookout, my cookout invite was revoked from a previous caller. So I ain't coming to nobody's cookout, dog. I'm good. I don't, I don't need, I don't need your cosign. I ain't coming to the cookout. I'm going to go to a restaurant and sit down and eat some hot food. I'm not going to stand around waiting for some cold potato salad. And the cookout draft just seems like something that could get us fired. But we'll consider it over time and get back to you on that one, Teddy. And secondly, let me tell the story of why I was mean mugging in the picture with Obama. The pod father, Joe House, and myself. House Eat! The production crew. We went to the White House, interviewed Obama. And the, the, the White House, we set up, we're sitting there for four hours waiting for Obama to come. I steal some stuff from the bathroom with the presidential insignia on it. I still have it. And <laughs> what the, he comes out, what, right before he's about to come on, one of his people comes out, sits down in his chair, and they decide that it, the, the lights are too bright on one side of his head because his grays will show, and they don't like that. So they had to change the lights, and I was stressed out about that. I didn't like the way it looked. And then I knew that after the interview, I had to run to the ABC station and get to the news desk and do all this work. So while everyone else is smiling in the picture after the interview and, and, and happy and ready for to be done and gl- basking in the, the glow that is the aura of Obama and the fact that we just had a great interview and accomplished something great, I'm just sitting there worried about work. So that's why I mean mugging in the picture with Obama, because I got work to do. Everybody else in that picture is done with the gig, but I'm not done with the gig. I still had like six, seven hours of work to do. And that, Teddy, is the reason that I'm mean mugging in the picture. And Jalen, in terms of the cookout draft, right now it's just Joe Burrow. It's like Dylan. It's a Burrow, 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 Joe Burrow, Burrow. Joe Burrow. And like Jacoby, respectfully, um, allies and my non-black counterparts, 
I stay away from the whole cookout thing because one day I thought about this. Think about it in reverse. When the last time you heard a white person say they're gonna invite a black person to a cookout? They have cookouts also. Don't y'all know that, right? <laughs> yeah, we got grills. We, we right. have grills and meats. Y'all know yeah, we that, got, right? We grills and meats. We got, we got seasoning. That, right? that's, that's what I never really made sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they have cookouts too. When the last time you saw a white person like, hey, I'm gonna invite Jalen Rose to our cookout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't have a cookout. I don't have a grill, man. That's one of the things I miss about Los Angeles. I like, got living in New York. I don't even have a grill, dog. That's whack. Well, uh, Teddy, you're my guy, and I appreciate you. And I'm walking down the street there. Remember we talked about how people always say that I'm taller than I look and then, I, and then I'm not black? I'm walking down the street today. Some guy got his headphones in. We talked about it yesterday. He goes, you're taller than you look right as I walk by. <laughs> he referenced yesterday's pod when I walked by him today. Big shout to that guy. Shout to you, Jalen Rose. That's shout love. to all the Michigan Wolverines and Jawan Howard for giving us a great season, a very successful season. Look forward to next season. And Jalen, we'll be back on Monday together in Los Angeles on Monday. Why is that, Jalen Anthony Rose? And Jacoby, while you're the, 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 the steady hand and the rock in this relationship, and I love and appreciate you for this, I must say this to our staff and our supporters after doing this show for 10 years. Now, just think about this. The last handful of days, I've been in Atlanta, Detroit, Memphis, and San Antonio. Each one of those destinations, I promise you, I have people screaming, get the people what they want. Got to. I watch the show every day. I listen to the podcast. Old and young, black and white, players. How about this? Hubie Brown in his Shout late 80s. The God. I was literally about to do our hit, and I saw 10 people go over to shake Hubie Brown's hand. And respectfully, the gentleman was getting ready for the show. He didn't have time to stand up. He saw me. He stood up. I went over there. I am not making this up. Ask anybody who was around. It's like, Hubie loved you, huh? I was like, he loved Jalen and Jacoby. He told me he watched the show every day. And so shout to Hubie. Big shout and to shout Hubie to Brown. everybody God. that has given the show love over the last 10 years. I appreciate it. Jaron Jackson Juniors. I'm telling you, like all types of players, people coming up to me. Um, the Michigan players. I ran into uh, so many different people. And so we're very grateful, but we're not who we are without you. And so thank you very much for your continued support, whether radio, podcast, or television. And like the Blastmaster KRS One once famously said, we're not done. Yes. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the people.